Baptist Church, the Word of God is proclaimed with passion every Sunday morning. Together we go on a weekly spiritual odyssey and are inspired by Dr. Yvonne Jones-Bibbs. Through God, Pastor Bibbs highlights and teaches powerful biblical points that can change lives and set spirits free. Our primary goal is to introduce Christ to everyone. If you have moved into the Richmond, Virginia area or just visiting and seeking to meet friends as you serve the Lord and want to be in a down-home church atmosphere where everybody is somebody, when God is the head of the church, and we invite you to stop by the Sixth Baptist Church. I want you to sing along with us if you know this song. to preach this morning but most of all I give honor and praise to God I have in the presence of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ had it not been for the Lord on my side I don't know where I would be so I'm so grateful and so thankful for the opportunity to preach to God be the glory the scripture that I have chosen for today is our come from the book of Mark. Mark the fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41 for the New Revised Standard Version. Hear the words of our Lord. On that day, evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The word of God. For the people of God, let us pray. Dear merciful God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for another day. And Lord, I thank you, dear God, for technology, dear God, for allowing us, God, to reach out to so many people by way of telephone and by way of social media, dear God. But dear Lord, we thank you, dear, dear God, 
And I allow you, I thank you, God, for allowing me the opportunity, dear God, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dear God, I pray that all who have faced the storm in their life, dear God, that they will look to the hills from whence coming their help. And dear Lord, I ask now, Lord, that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For you are my strength and you are my redeemer. Please, God, speak through me that your people will hear from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. To God be the glory. And the subject that I have chosen um, this morning is faith in the midst of a storm. And as I was thinking about a subject for um, today, you know, and, and I thought about uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And, 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 I, and I thought about how it had affected us. So I thank God for keeping us safe during the past year and a half. Um, I call it a storm. Yeah, I call it a pandemic of storm. Um, he kept us through that storm um, that we have all been through. And I hope you agree with me when I compare the COVID-19 pandemic to a storm. So we know storms don't always come in the form of the elements of the earth or the universe. But today in our text, we know that a storm is a violent disturbance of the atmosphere with strong winds and usually rain, thunder, lightning, or snow. A storm is a loud reaction, uproar, or controversy. A storm is a tempest, squall, gale, hurricane, tornado, cyclone, typhoon, or even superstorm. Storms do not do a lot of damage to people, property, and possessions. And sometimes they even cause the loss of life. Storms can be devastating, disastrous, and disappointing. But thanks be to God for Jesus, because through the storms, though the storms keep on raging in our lives, our souls are anchored in the Lord. So this morning, I want to encourage all of us to hold on to our faith even in the midst of a storm. So let me remind all of us of the definition of the word faith. Faith in general is a divine, supernatural evidence or conviction of things not discoverable by our bodily senses. In other words, faith is believing in God and in what Christ has done for us to make our salvation possible and then committing ourselves to him. Faith is an addiction of our conviction with a complementary idea of trust. Faith is not a mere intellectual stance, but rather it is a belief that leads to action. Faith without works or action is dead. Let me make it, make it as plain as I can. Faith believes God without wavering, withholding, or being wishy-washy. Faith takes God at his word and believes that what he has promised, he is able to perform. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the damn payment on what we want from God. Faith is unquestioning belief that does not require evidence or proof. 
God said it and that settles it. Faith comes by hearing and plays in our hope in Jesus Christ. So we need to make sure that we hold on to our faith even in the midst of a storm. Well, the relevant question we need our text to answer for us this morning is, how do we hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm? Well, that is a good question, so let's interrogate the text to see what answers it would give us this morning. Our text go, gives us the story that when evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. They got into their boats and Jesus was on board with them as they left the crowd behind. Now, I need you to see that the disciples simply did as Jesus instructed them to do. But it wasn't long before a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat that they became afraid and feared for their lives. This shows us that the disciples had more fear in the storm than faith in Jesus. I love Mark's account of this story. Being on a boat during a kind of crazy storm sounds like my worst nightmare. But this one had to have been really bad. After all, many of the disciples were fishermen. Surely they had been on, a, on the water in a storm before. This truly must have been a no-control situation. And I can only imagine the fear and feeling of hopelessness the disciples experienced as they tried to get to safety. And I wonder what they felt as they saw their leader sleeping through it all. Jesus was in the stern of the boat, asleep on a cushion. They woke up Jesus and he rebuked the wind and the sea said, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a dead calm on the sea. The first way we hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm is to remember that Jesus is present. He's present with us. He is near, close, and at hand. He is in the same place that we are because he promised to never leave nor forsake us. As a matter of fact, Jesus is omnipresent, which means that he's here, he's there everywhere, all at the same time. And because he is present, we can't flee nor hide from him. And what I like about Jesus, he is a present help in our time of need. So when a storm arose, the disciples knew that Jesus was present with them. Now let me show you something. Even though Jesus was present with them, because of their struggle with the boat, the wind, waves, and the sea, they could not see Jesus. And that's how it is in our lives. We know that Jesus is with us, but sometimes we can't see him because of the struggles, strife, and strain in our lives. Storms can leave us feeling overwhelmed, defeated, and very much alone. And that's when many of us will cry, try to handle our problems in the midst of our storms all by ourselves. But like the disciples, after we have been beat up by the storm, swamped by the sea, and about to perish, that's when we need to remember that Jesus is on board with us. And all we have to do is wake him up. We wake Jesus by calling his name. 
We wake Jesus by going to him and telling him what we want. I heard someone say, call him up, call him up and tell him what we want. We wake Jesus up by reminding him that we are his children and that he is our God. Well, verse 38 says, the disciples went and found Jesus and woke him up. We too need to go and find Jesus and wake him up in our lives so that we can hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm by remembering that Jesus is present with us. Well, the second way we hold on to our faith in the midst of our storm is to remember to pray. Prayer is communication between mankind and God. Prayer is a spiritual discipline that every Christian must keep active in their lives. Prayer is an attitude of the heart where we remain aware that we are talking to the holy and sovereign God of the universe. Prayer is more than simply saying a words with our lips, but rather an outpouring of our spirit that touches the heart of God. Prayer embodies everything that we are, our emotions, intelligence, our feelings, our yearnings, and our belongings as we dispatch them to the throne room of God. And I need all of us to remember that since God is not a respecter of person, that if you heard Daniel pray from the lion's den, and if he heard the three Hebrew boys pray from the fiery furnace, if he heard Paul and Silas pray from a prison, and if he heard Jesus pray from the cross, then surely, surely God hears us when we pray. Prayer is the key to the kingdom, the solution to every, the solution to every situation, and the victory over violence, because there is power in prayer. Now let me show you something in the text. Verse 38b says, they woke up Jesus and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? What they really did when they woke Jesus up was pray to him. They cried out, Master, Teacher, Lord, Savior. We know that you care even though we are about to perish. Their prayer was a spiritual cry for help, deliverance, and salvation from the storm. And that's what we need to do. We should always pray and not lose heart. We need to pray in season and pray out of season. Pray when things are going good and pray when things are, go are not going so good. The prayer of the righteous avails much. I need to show you one more thing in the text. When they called on Jesus, he heard their cry and woke up. And when we call on Jesus, he will wake up and come see about us. We can hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm if we remember to pray. Well, the third way we hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm is to receive God's peace. The word peace has many meanings, such as the absence of war or conflict, rest, a state of tranquility, calm and quiet, and completeness and wholeness. Biblical peace is different from the peace of the world. It is more than an absence of conflict, but rather it takes action to restore broken situations. 
It is not something we can create on our own, but rather it is the fruit of the Spirit. And God is the source of our peace. As a matter of fact, Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Verse 39 says, He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. Well, I need you to see what I see in the text. There were really two storms raging, the storm in the sea and the storm in the disciples. The raging of the sea caused a raging inside the disciples. There was a physical storm and a spiritual storm going on at the same time. The reason I say this is all those storms may be raging in our lives. As long as our souls are anchored in the Lord, well, how many of you believe that we will be all right? When Jesus said, peace, be still, he quieted the storm on the sea and the storm in his disciples. When Jesus stood up and calmed the storm, I imagine that he left more than a few of his disciples despondent. When I think about storms, Jesus has come in my life. It leaves me breathless. His grace and kindness are so undeserved, especially when my, with my tendencies to handle storms in the most human ways possible. Sometimes, though the winds and the waves of life can keep going crazy for a while, but God can use even our darkest moments to love us and reveal more of who he is to us. And that's why the text said, there was a dead calm. The sea died down and the disciples' fears died down, which caused the dead calm. You know, when there is a dead calm, everything is still. Jesus performed a miracle of peace which caused the tempest to tame down. Jesus asked, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? In other words, Jesus was saying to them, this is not our first storm and what I've done before, I will surely do again. We may not sense God's presence during a crisis, but he has promised to always be with us. The blessed assurance that the Lord will never leave provides immediate comfort and infusion of courage and a sense of confidence to endure. We need to remember to receive God's peace, to hold on to our faith in the midst of storms. And when our lives are tossed and driven, we know that the Lord will make a way somehow. Receive the peace of God. And hold on to your faith in the midst of a storm. And as I close this morning, I want us to hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm. By remembering that Jesus is present with us. By remembering to pray and receive God's peace. But as the text shows us, Jesus is present with us. But that does not keep us from becoming afraid. Fear is the enemy of faith, so we need to use our faith to calm our fears. When it seems like we can't make it and trouble, trials, and turmoil try to weigh us down. When confusion and conflict seems 
to be the order of the day. When our life is engulfed in ravaging storms and continuous struggle, that's when we need to wake up Jesus. When the paradox of hope and despair present themselves and when doubt and devastation are at their highest point, we need to pray and call on Jesus. I heard somebody say that when we call on Jesus, he will hear and answer our prayer. And that's how the Christian life and journey is. It starts out with calm and tranquility. The wind seems favorable. The sky is clear and full of hope. And we are happy in Jesus and assured that everything will be all right. But it doesn't take long before we find ourselves in the midst of a storm on the sea of life. The winds and the waves beat against us, but it's too late to turn back now. We must keep pressing on the upward way and know that we will make it through the storm if we hold on to our faith. When we wake up Jesus in our lives, he will rebuke the storm and he will rescue us out of danger. When the storm has calmed down, verse 41 says, and they were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey? Now I need you to know that disciples had just gone through a terrifying experience and an episode on the sea. They thought that all was lost to include their lives. But when Jesus come the sea, the text said they were filled with great awe. Awe is a mixed feeling of reverence, fear, and wonder. Awe is the power of inspiring intense fear of majestic joy. Awe causes us to respect and fear at the same time. They were filled with great awe and gave great praise. And although our faith may wane and wither, all we need is a little faith. Our little faith will cause us to be filled with great awe and say to one another, Who is this who can speak to the wind and cause it to obey? What a matter of man is this who can walk on the water and calm the raging sea? I know who he is. Do you know who he is? I don't know about you, but he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. I can call him Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Every tongue confess that he is Lord. Every wind stops blowing. Every storm stop raging. And everything that has breath start praising. I tell you, my sisters and my brothers, he's worthy to be praised, and we can hold on to our faith in the midst of a storm by praising his holy and precious name, because he is Mary's baby and the fairest of 10,000. He is the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star. He is Jesus, our Lord. Not only he is Lord, but he is also love. I don't know about you, but I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply staying within, seeking to rise no more. But the master, the master of the sea, he heard 
my despairing cry. I don't know about you, but he lifted me from the waters and he lifted me from the raging sea. He lifted me from the wind and he lifted me from the waves. And now, and now safe am I. It was love, it was love that lifted me when nothing else could help. Love my Savior, love my Redeemer, love my Lord. It was love, it was love that lifted me. Faith in the midst of a storm, to God be the glory. Thank you for worshiping with us today. If you desire to learn more about becoming a disciple of Christ, visit our website at sixbaptistchurch.org and click on the front page, Become a Disciple. Fill out the form, hit submit, and we'll get back with you soon. Have a great week. God bless all.